Welcome to another edition of The War Room here on KOKC Radio. I'm your host, Sean Fry, back again from my trimester hiatus. This is the third edition, and we have Parsons Vikings offensive coordinator, Devin Martinez, in the building. This is your second time on the show, Devin? Uh, yep. Welcome back. Always good to... Always good. Uh, to bring uh, new faces back. How are we doing today? We're recording this on Sunday. We are upset about the Chiefs right now. <laughs> I was good when you asked me to do this yesterday. And then <laughs> today, I, I sent you something. I'm not going to do what I said I was going to do, but I'm not, yeah, it's, it's a bad day. It, it, this is a, this is, it is not a, I blame Taylor Swift for this because. The Chiefs are, I know for a fact, at least 3-0 and with her in the building. The Chiefs, because she was at the Bears game, she was at the Jets game, and I believe she was at the last game they played. Who did they play before uh, Denver? The Chargers. She was at that game. And I want to say she was at another game in Arrowhead. I think she was at the other Denver game, too. So the Chiefs are 4-0 and with her there, and they're 2-2 and with her not in the building. we got to get her to Germany. I agree. <laughs> Couldn't agree more. Uh... Obviously, Devin, we got to talk about the Parsons Vikings. You guys are 8-1 and one through nine weeks, which, guess what? You get a week 10. That is a step in the right direction from a year ago. You guys have eight wins. That's a step in the, direct, or the right direction from a year ago. Uh, you guys have are obviously one of the more feared teams in Class 3A. A lot of people are probably going to put Parsons on that list of top eight teams in 3A that have a chance to make a particularly special run. How, how do you kind of gauge how this season has gone? Um, obviously, when you win eight games a year, it's good. Um, eight and one, we feel like as a broken, we should be 9-0 right now. We kind of let one slip away from us against Frontenac, but eight and one, we're in a good spot. We feel like we have... Um, a good a chance as anybody on the east side of, of the state to make it to that state championship game. So, I mean, we'll just see what happens from here on out. I'm curious. Um, your guys' defense is so dominant. This is the best part. So, I got here in the fall of 2014. This is the best Parsons defense has ever looked by far. Uh, the 20, What was it? What was Kurt Freeze's first year? Was it 17 or 18? Uh, his first year was 2018. Okay, that defense was opportunistic, and that's uh, some people use that as a slur, but I, not with those guys. Those guys genuinely created opportunities because they created opportunities for themselves. But they were perfectly fine letting teams march right down to the twenty yard line and then maybe holding them. Or a lot of those games were shootouts in that year. And again, that was a team that won two playoff games. It's the best Parsons team since before either of us were probably born. Uh, was that Kurt Freeze first year team? Uh, and at least it went the furthest in the postseason. We know that this Parsons defense is so locked down. You and I before the show, as I was finishing up my Sonic meal, thank you for just getting the social cue and being like, Sonic's eating Sonic. All right, I'm just going to sit down here and wait. <laughs> you didn't go straight in the studio and put the social pressure on me to be like, all right, I guess I'll just eat this later and let's go do this. But uh, we were sitting there going through, how many times has a team started on like their own 25 where you just kick the ball off to them or a good punt and they marched down the field and scored? There was one against Lebec County. Uh, Frontenac kind of did it on that last drive of the game. They didn't get a touchdown. They got a field goal. It, but you could even make the argument they did that because they had to. Like, it was four down territory for them. I can't think of any others off the top of my head. If there are any others, it, it's not consistently, which, mm-hmm. which, is, which is great. Um, our defense is incredible. It, it, they're fast. They're physical. They're, they, they, their assignments, they follow their assignment every time just about. Gosh, as an offensive guy, it, 
I, I, it would keep me up at night if I knew how to play the Parsons defense. They're, they're really, really, really good. I'm curious how you, you do have to go up against them in practice, I'm sure, to a degree. How, I know there's a lot of shared personnel, but how do you, what do you see in practice that makes them so scary to execute against? Um, they're fast. They're physical. <laughs> and uh, they, they follow their assignments. Uh, we do go up against them sometimes. Not, not really as much as we got uh, later in the year. Um, yeah. You know, got kind of don't want to go and get guys hurt as much. You never want to get guys hurt, but later in the year, you know, kind of want to keep guys off each other. But um, that, I, I, I help with our scout offense. Mm-hmm. Man, there's days, man. <laughs> this sucks. There's, 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 there's days it's like, man, look, I know you guys are younger, but y'all got to figure something out because that, that defense is, is nasty. Oh, yeah. And I'm curious from your perspective as not just the offensive coordinator, you are the play caller, uh, you know, uh, one of these days you're gonna, and one of these days you're gonna be the head coach. It's gonna be you or Raheem because Jeff Jeff's getting tossed one of these days. I'm calling it right now. <laughs> Jeff's getting tossed one of these days, and it might be for yelling at his own players. <laughs> but uh, we love you, Jeff. Uh, I'm curious with how dominant that defense is, how that affects your play calling. Do, do you take more chances, or are you more comfortable? saying okay i'm i'm willing to just eat a lot of clock be, and, and how, how do you kind of how does that pl- play into the puzzle of your guys's uh philosophical approach to the game um i'll say this about our defense um being a guy fairly new to even high school coaching it's on my second year being my first year actually calling plays a lot um it takes a lot of pressure off of me mm-hmm. um knowing that you have one of the one of the best defenses that this city parsons has ever seen um, so it's actually helped me get into – it's actually helped me learn and m- let me make mistakes and they'll pick up the slack and things like that. But as a play caller, I, I thought I'd be a lot more aggressive than I am. Mm-hmm. Um, I-, I have a, a passing background. I-, I-, I grew up playing wide receiver, played uh, wide receiver here. So I thought I would be in love with throwing the football. But um, I am completely comfortable with going on a 95-yard, seven-minute drive like we did on Friday night. Yes. And, and putting teams away that way. I, I think that's it's absolutely demoralizing when you do that to, to another team. because mm-hmm. um, And it keeps our defense off the field. And they can rest. They can watch us do our thing. And when they get back out there, they know, okay, we've got to go hard for three, four, five plays, whatever. We get the ball back to our offense. We get to go hang out again and then <laughs> uh, just go do our thing on that defensive side. So I, I, I – really appreciate what that defense does. It's let our <laughs> offense, which is a new offense this year for us, it lets us kind of kind of get into a better rhythm, um, try some things out, and just kind of use the game sometimes. not I mean, you always want to win, obviously, but it lets us use a lot of games as like tuning stuff up mm-hmm. uh, to, to get that stuff. And it, we use it as like a not practice, but we use it to get ourselves better. I, uh, you know, one thing I've noticed about your guys' offense, uh, particularly this year, is obviously – Jamar in Washington is, you know, he is who he is. He's a great running back, a downhill guy, tough to bring down on first contact. His season, he's gotten better as the season go, goes on, and he's got he gets better as the games go on. And when you see a running back, because the running backs are crew fatigue just like anybody else. When you, when they start getting, when they start turning two, three yards into five, six, seven yards as the game goes on, that means the defense on the other side collectively is wearing down. It, it, it is that a goal of yours from your play calling perspective knowing you have a defense to back you up okay i'm just gonna wear this team down and wear them down and wear them down and then come midway through the third quarter you know it's it's hb dive or whatever <laughs> i know that's not the play call but it's however it, it's give the ball we're gonna do a couple counters a couple sweeps and they're and they're, we're gonna we're gonna march down this field so multiple times a week coach Shabby says 
High school kids cannot and will not, do not want to tackle Jamar and Washington for four quarters. Nope. That, I mean, you'll see kids ducking out of the way, acting like they got blocked, <laughs> uh, all kinds of different stuff to get out of his way. And we're we we're fine. Like the other night, Coach Dumas, he told us this on Saturday morning during film. Um, we went on a, gosh, I don't know how many yards it was when we got the ball on Friday night to start the game. We went on like an eight-minute drive. And we, yeah. We didn't score. We, didn't we, score. We got down to the, what, 10, 5, somewhere around in there. Into the red zone. We got a fourth and two and had a false start, and we went for it on fourth down, got pretty aggressive. We didn't get it. But Coach Dumas said Saturday morning, which kind of kind of put things into perspective, like we were just talking about, even though we didn't score, we set the tone for the game that we were going to run the football right at you. We set the tone for the game that we can do this, and it helped our def- and let our defense know that we got you. Like We don't think they can go 95 yards on you because you guys are the most dominant defense in the state right now. So it, even if we're not scoring, we're still going those drives. And those guys we're going against on that we're playing when we're on offense, they had to turn right back around and play offense for them. Mm-hmm. So that helps our defense because I'm pretty sure, if I remember correctly, we only start two guys that go both ways. Yeah, um, K. Brown being one of them. Yeah. He, he he's got he's got to make the Shrine Bowl. Uh, I was just thinking about that the other day. I, I would love to see him in the Shrine Bowl. It's been mm-hmm. three year starter for us. He's the heartbeat of our team. I mean, him and Jamarion are. He's such are, a good are, linebacker. He's yeah, he, such uh, a good backer. And, and, I've, and I'm really happy for Cade because his senior year is playing out the way that I think that he wants it to. And mm-hmm. I feel really good. I, I feel really happy for him because last year, you know, he went down against Lebec County week two and he was just never the same player with the high ankle sprain, which is unfortunate. But his senior year, I think, is going pretty well for him. Uh, I, I do want to address. Uh, the fact that you, you mentioned something we saw in front of that games. We've seen it in games that you even dominated. This, you guys, and even Anthony Houck and I were talking about it on the sideline. Put, and almost particular on offense. I don't mean to dig it straight at you, but uh, you guys are particularly mistake prone. How many false starts happen inside the red zone for you guys? How many touchdowns have been taken away off penalties? And, I, you know, you guys are you guys are 8 and 1. Hard to be overly critical, but man, that I mean, we're at the point now where stuff like that is going to mur- is going to kill you. It's not just going to be a talking point on Saturday morning. It's going to be why we lost and why our season ended. At this point in the year, have you have you found have you put your finger on it as to maybe why some of those really discipline issues come up in those high leverage spots, and how do you try and fix it? I wish I knew. Because <laughs> um, the kids do so; those kids are good kids who do so many things right. There's not many issues outside of that. Yeah, and and, and I, gosh, I, I, I don't want to say some of the some of the stuff, some of the penalties we do get, but. Uh, I will say that it is something that if we don't fix it, we're not gonna we're not gonna win the same title. If mm-hmm. we don't fix it, it's not gonna happen. The, it, it's very frustrating. As I'm not just as a play caller, but as a as a as a fan, I'm sure it, it's not fun to look at. I mean, we get something like Friday, we drove the ball away down the field, got inside the I want to say it's like the ten or something. I know you guys were inside the ten. Yeah, yeah. And, and fourth and two. We're feeling great about ourselves. We're going for it. We're going. We were going for that the whole drive. Mm-hmm. And then we get a false start, fourth and seven. We're like, but we do. You know, going for it, didn't get it. But, yeah, that, that's something that we need to fix. It, it's something that came up against um, Frontenac. We got the ball on, like, the one-yard line. And didn't put up points. Yeah. We, we, and that we, was – and, and you compound that with – that was, there was a penalty that took a touch a, – a pick six off the board. Kay Brown got called uh, for, lever, you know, carrying a guy into the end zone. You look at the play on film, it's not as bad as it looked live. But when I watched it live, I was like, 
oh, I, and I saw the flag and I go, I know what the flag is. And it's just something you don't see that often. So I can understand the frustration with that, but you still had the ball at the two yard line and had a false start that took you back and took point. I mean, that was points off the board and you look at how close that game was, uh, you, you know, you talk about what it what it's going to cost internally as coaches and in practice. How how have you guys tried to address some of that stuff? I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll discipline them just like anybody else would. You know, we, we do up downs, we'll mm-hmm. line and run. There's, but there's really, honestly, there's only so much you can really do. Yeah, it's it, it, we got to fix it. I, I I'm not gonna sit here and say I have the the. The, There's no magic bean for yeah, it. Right yeah, that's all I was looking for. I mean, if it would, I would it would have been fixed. Um, the kids know it. I I just think that sometimes you just lose concentration for a second or two, and, and it hasn't cost us so far. But uh, that's just hope going forward it doesn't. Um, I mean, it would help a lot more if maybe I call a little bit better plays and put us in a situation that we scored a little bit earlier. <laughs> There's but, some weird um, feedback coming from one of the speakers in the studio. It's catching us both off guard right now. Like, both you and I had the same expression. Kudos to you for powering through and still answering and still conversing on that. And I'm going to reward you with a break. We're going to go to a break here on The War Room. Devin Martinez, the Parsons Vikings offensive coordinator. I'm your host, Sean Fry. Don't go anywhere. We're back here on the War Room on KOKC Radio. I'm your host, Sean Fry. Devin Martinez, the Parsons Vikings offensive coordinator, joining me on this week's edition. We're just going to power through whatever that interference is that's coming through. One of the speakers in the studio is. We're just we're just going to act like it's not there. Um, Devin, I you know, thinking about uh, how this season has unfolded, one of the more impressive things that I saw you guys do was how dominant you guys were against Columbus after that front net game and I'll and I'll say why I was impressed and that's because coming off what was a very emotionally taxing loss at front neck you know I, I expected a hangover type of effect now say what you want about Columbus you're going to be right Columbus wasn't what they've traditionally been in the past few years they still had the same opportunity you guys had going into that game they win that game they get second in the district and they can get a home playoff game and there are athletes on that team that aren't bad uh, they they are they're they're not a pushover team by any stretch of the imagination, and I thought to myself, man, Columbus is going to come in here fired up with an opportunity to get a home playoff game. Parsons is going to come in here feeling totally deflated for every justified reason under the sun, and Parsons will win this game twenty eight to fourteen. But you'll th- you'll come out of that game thinking to themselves, man, they are just not ready for the postseason next week wasn't the case that was as dominant a game as you guys put out your offense was humming i'm sure you were as happy as could be uh how what manufactured how you guys looked in week eight and gets against columbus because i'm sure that translated into the type of success you had against what i think is a good iola team that was a district champion you had to play in the first round um and when how how did you get to that point to where you really put together one of your more dominant games and avoid, and not just avoided the hangover effect, had the complete opposite of it. I, I think what we did, and I, I'm pretty sure Coach Chavi said this when he talked to you about it. Um, we just we just had fun. Mm-hmm. We, we, we could have got on him and said we lost this opportunity. We squandered a district championship. Like we, the kids knew that. We saw the kids how deflated they were in the end zone when Coach was talking to them after the game. How much that front net game meant to them. And I think as coaches, we kind of put ourselves in those shoes, and we didn't want to be the the. Uh, I don't know. We didn't want to be all over the next week. 
we had fun with them all week long. It's probably one of the best weeks of practice we had. Mm-hmm. Did, did I see that explosion coming? No, mm-hmm. I, I didn't. Um, it was a senior night, an emotional night for us against Columbus. Uh, we came out and we just we dominated. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't care who you're playing, like what level, how many games they've lost. I don't care. Like, that was the most dominant performance I've ever been a part of as a player and obviously as a coach. It, it felt great. Um, <laughs> we scored six seniors, I think, scored that night. Um, we, everybody, nobody scored twice. We had like seven different kids score. And I think it it just gave us our confidence back. Of, okay, this is who we can be. We, if we stay out of our own way, this is who we can be. Um, we wanted to send a message to whoever our playoff opponent was. It ended up being Iola, which kind of... We, we thought it was Burlington yeah. when we left the field that night, and then the score differentials all kind of came into yeah, play a little bit. I went to bed that night, probably around midnight, and woke up around probably 6 a.m. to a text from Coach Shabby saying it was Iola. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what are you talking about? He was like, no, we're not. We're playing Burlington. Like, what are you doing? Like, and then he said what it was, and I was like, you got to be kidding me. Like, like you said, that, that was a district championship caliber football team. Like that, that We were just going through it this morning. At our coaches' meeting, the only teams I lost to were we beat them twice, Wales will beat them once, and Burlington beat them. Burlington six and three, they made it to the second round. We're and eight, just it was a co one of the three co district yeah, champions yeah, in that in that, in yes. that bracket. Um, we beat them twice. We're going to the second round, and Wales will beat them. And Wales was undefeated. Mm-hmm. That's their only four losses. They lost to four of the best teams. There's what eight teams left on the east side of the bracket. I think that, and all four are still left. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. Well, they lost to three teams, one of them twice, yeah. and those three are still playing. Yeah. I'm glad you're smarter that than I am because <laughs> I confused myself. But, yeah, they lost to three of the – I'd say three of the three of the better teams in, in Class 3 on the east side of the state. And that, that's a good football team. And we saw them. We were like, man, that's – because they came down here um, week three, I think it was, coming off the Levesque County game for us, and they gave us everything we, could, we wanted. Mm-hmm. They, we didn't execute again. Whatever it is about that defense, that those athletes that they have, we didn't we didn't execute against them twice this year. Yeah, for the most part, we were talking before we started, like how many points I thought we left on the field on Friday, and we got to clean it up, or those points leaving the scoreboard are going to cost us a game mm-hmm. later. And we, like, that's not what anybody wants. Uh, let's look ahead now. You guys got Prairie View this week um, in the second round. Uh, obviously, one of the um, they they are. Everybody can say what they want. There are the others. So we talk about Burlington being a district champ, Iowa district champ. I, Prairie View is the district champ that got the one seed out of there. They got the one seed on the point differential. Um, they are. A, this is a rematch of that 2018 game that Parsons won on their field. I know none of the players are going to have to be carried over over five, six years, but there's going to be coaches and fans and siblings that remember how that 2018 game felt and want a little revenge. And they're going to remember how a couple years ago felt and want revenge as well. Uh, and they're going to remember how week one felt. Uh, this is a team that you... So it is another rematch, uh, but it's a rematch from as far back as you could go without being in a different season. Prairie View has since then become one of the more dominant rushing teams in the state. Prairie View is a tough team, and you've got to go to their place and play. How are you... What, from your perspective as the offensive coordinator, what are the quote, the keys to victory that we're putting up on the TV graphic be, You know, right before that first play? Finish. Mm-hmm. If we finish drives, we're going to be fine. Um, like you said, like... They it it for whatever reason we, we seem to play them a lot. Yeah. Um, especially in the last five or six especially years. Since you're not district yeah. or league yeah. opponents. Yeah. We're, like. not, we're not in the same district, we're not in the same league, any of that stuff, but we <laughs> tend to play a lot and a lot up there, which is fine. They have a nice facility up there. So we're gonna go up there Friday night. If we finish drives, 
if we do, we do. I, I, we're gonna be fine, I think. Um, I'm pretty hard on myself, but I'm also pretty confident in our team. And it doesn't like to me. It doesn't really. I could. It will matter mm-hmm. if we play, but like we have to worry about us first. So, like, I, I think we can we can play with anybody. Um, if we just finish drives, I think we could be one of the most dominant teams in the state of Kansas. So. Mm-hmm. How does playing on turf affect you guys? I think the only other time you guys played on turf this year was at Frontenac. Correct me if I'm wrong on uh, that. Week one at, we played. We opened. Week oh, one you were there. Week. You were there week yeah. one. Okay. Um, uh, so how does? I mean, so twice you played on turf, and one of them against this opponent. Now, uh, I, I know. I mean, they play on turf too, so they're going to be more used to it. I remember in that 2018 game, Kurt Freeze was thinking. I've got Daquan Johnson, and and I've got Gage Freeze, and I've got Derek Williams, and I've got Devontae Yates, and I get to get turf now. I know he was super happy about that. Uh, how does that? I mean, does is there any sort of significance to it in your mind? Um, I think there is a little bit. Um, it actually, the way it kind of works out, like they're kind of a, to me, anyways, in my personal opinion, they're kind of a team that would thrive. Like wants to kind of play on grass, mm-hmm. like the way Prairie they play, is. yeah, the way they the way they want to play, they want to just run the football right at you, mm-hmm. kind of say stop us. Um, and we're kind of, and I'm going to use this word, mm-hmm. and we are not this team anymore. We are not a finesse Parsons football team. No, we will hit you in the mouth. We're physical. We're, we're big. Absolutely. Like, like like that's what we want to do. So I think it does help us a little bit. Um, I mean, athletes all over the field. We have one of the fastest defenses that I've ever seen mm-hmm. out of the Parsons team. Um, our offense can get going. Um, I mean, we got guys too. So mm-hmm. I, I think it helps us a little bit, but I mean, that's their home field. Uh, we're gonna be walking into a hornet into a hornet's nest on Friday night. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Jeff, Jeff this morning said this is their seventh home game this year. Wow! So, um, they they got kind of caught in one of those weird years. They had five home games regular season. They hosted last week and they'll host this week. Um, really wish the game was in Parsons, mm-hmm. but um, you know, you're eight and one. We got to go on the road to the second round of playoffs. It happens. But uh, if we win, um, you guys uh, now the way Jeff said it, I don't. I've I've always been a little confused on these rules because like, uh, but I believe the way Jeff said it, I believe is what it is. If by the time you get to the third round, um, it's whoever has hosted fewer playoff games gets the home game, and I think Keisha's reasoning for that is. By the time we're this deep into the year, are we going to punish team because they have one more loss than the other, and we're just going to keep sending this team? Like it becomes, they're thinking of competitive equity when it comes to okay, are we going to let are we going to let Prairie View host four games and everybody has to come to them? You know, at, at a certain point, we have got to level the playing field a little bit, especially because. This isn't the NFL. This isn't the NCAA. You know, there's not going to be enough common opponents to judge competitive disparities there. But you guys do have the opportunity to get a week 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 eleven game that would be at home if you win this one. I know that's a big opportunity. That whoever wins this game is going to get the winner of Hated and Santa Fe Trail. Every coach and their mother is going to say, "Go one and zero each week." You don't want to look ahead. I also know how coaches work. You are you do know what potentially lies in front of you. You want to be as prepared as possible. How how have you guys kind of talked about who you might face? I think both of us can sit here and admit it's probably going to be Hayden if, who who gets the winner of your your guys's game this coming Friday. Um, so it's not really something that we've talked about with the kids. Mm-hmm. We want them to focus uh, solely on Prairie View. But I think they, I mean, they know they're not yeah. smart kids. They're on their phones all the time. They can look at it too. Um, but yeah, if we do, uh, we are fortunate enough to win on Friday. We would probably more than likely um, get Topeka Hayden, um, one of the most consistent programs in the state of Kansas. 
um, at home the next Friday. It's something that I can only speak for myself, but it's something like that's exactly what I want. Mm-hmm. We knew all year if we wanted to get to where we wanted to go, you got to play teams like that. Yeah, you have to play teams like that, and and I kind of feel, and I'm not really, I'm not going to speak for everybody on the coaching staff or anything. Um, I wouldn't do that, but I, I feel like we haven't gotten the respect that we deserve this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that we got beat by Frotnack, but I mean, if you look at it, um, I mean, you know, if you weren't, if if you if people watched that game and didn't know what the score was, nobody would have thought Frotnack won that ab- game. Absolutely, that's what kind of made it so frustrating. <laughs> I still we. Personally, I, we, we left the game. I still thought we were the better team. Um, it's a team we could see down the road. Mm-hmm. Exact same stadium, and I, I'd i love that. I would love no opportunity to play them for a chance to go to state title. But, um, yeah, if we do win this week, we'd probably more than likely play Topeka Hayden at home. Um, Santa Fe Trail could probably give them fits, though. I mean, yeah. they, like, they like to put up a lot of points with the ball around a lot. But um, I don't want to look past Prairie View, but I know what's on the other end of that. Um, so if we can take care of business like I know we can on Friday – we would get <laughs> Topeka Hayden in a state quarterfinal at Morrow Park, and that would be that would be the furthest Parsons has made it since 2018 yeah. under Kurt. Uh, and that and when Kurt made it, that was a 40 year gap that he raised. So this would only be the second time Parsons has gone this deep in the playoffs in a long, long time. I'm curious, and I'll, I'll we'll end it here. Well, I'll end it here with that question to you. What does it kind of feel like to just have that opportunity in front of you, you guys? Especially after last year when you guys started five and zero, and you're thinking, "All right, we, we're we're humming, we're humming. We might we might make a bit of a run." Four straight losses to end the year. You guys have clearly taken a leap forward this year. How do you kind of relish and enjoy and? get the most of the opportunity that you have had that not a lot of coaching staffs or players and Parsons have ever had as long as at least half of us in this town have been alive. It, it's an opportunity that, like you said, it, we shouldn't take it as a, as a community. We shouldn't take this for granted at all. It's not something that we're really used to. Um, we, we, and we, we, it's not something that we should ever get used to. We should want to, to, to do this every year. We should never get tired of it. Um, but as, as someone who grew up here, someone that played here, someone that's on the coaching staff, like, it's awesome. Like it's a dream come true to be on the staff. It's a dream come true to be in this and have this opportunity that's in front of us. And I, I want to go win a state title, not only for the kids that we have on the team, not only for the school, not just the community, for all those guys that like didn't like the the playoff structure now is a lot different than it was in the eighties and the nineties. There's a lot of football teams from Parsons that were really, really just good ran into Pittsburgh that, every year. Ne- <laughs> yes, never got even got to make the state playoffs. Yeah. We, I want. I personally want to go win a state title, not just for all of us right now, but for those guys that didn't have that chance. And as an alum, I mean, it, it would be it'd be incredible. And I, I think the opportunity is there. We still have to go win four more football games, starting with Friday night in Prairie View. And I think that if we can get past Prairie View, if you you make it to final A, it's a great year. But our kids, they they want trophies. They want to put their. They want to be up on that state championship wall in the gym at the high school. And I, I think that it's something that we we can absolutely go do. We just have to go execute our defense is going to come to play every single week and as the offensive play caller you know with me and coach ivy um kind of do a lot of handling that stuff together on fridays and i I think that um we're confident that we can we can get this stuff fixed as a coaching staff the the little mistakes that we've been making and if we do then i think honestly the sky's the limit for this team we'll end it there Devin. thank you for joining me on the war room uh next time we'll talk about how um you know when, when are pro athletes going to get the opportunity to bet on like my screen time? I want they can they can yell at me because I hit the over on screen time at my job. I'm tired of Kevin Durant not scoring thirty and I bet his over. But uh, 
You, you, you and I can just complain and moan all we want about our gambling next time you're on the show. Devin, thank you so much for uh, joining me. Excited to watch you guys play this Friday night. Uh, it's going to be a long drive. Uh, I, I, I've gotten to the point, too, Devin. I hate driving on the road at night. Like, I just get so paralyzed by all the deer. Like, I just know they're coming. <laughs> so, so the deer will probably be out Friday, but we would really appreciate everyone's support. Um, it is it is about a two-hour drive, but um, I can promise you we're going to do everything we can to make that the most enjoyable two hours there and back that we can. And, um, you know, go Vikings. Amen. That'll do it. I'm your host, Sean Fry. Devin Martinez, the Parsons Vikings offensive coordinator, was our guest this week. Thank you to him. Everybody stay safe and God bless.